0: Welcome to Always West Seattle, where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we'll get to know Wes Olson, a longtime West Seattleite who's discovered a new way of viewing and valuing his community through his passion for street photography. Before we move in for that close up, I'd like to ask you to do me a great big favor and hit that little subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, which is also a great place to share your comments and reviews. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle on all three social platforms is Always Podcast. One of the things I love about street photography is the way that people are captured in very candid moments, not posing for pictures or framing themselves in a particular way. In the age of the selfie, it's definitely a refreshing take. And sometimes the results can be pretty surprising, including to the subjects of the photos themselves, because street photography creates opportunities for people to see themselves in a very different light. It's a thought I took with me to The Junction recently when I asked people I met on the street if they thought other people ever saw them differently than they see themselves. And here are some of the revealing things people of The Junction had to say.
1: Oh my goodness, that's a good question. Um... Yeah, I think sometimes people see me as more courageous than I feel. I feel nervous and they see me as w- being more outgoing and, and willing to take risks. When they compliment me for like, gosh, I can't believe that you did that or you tried that or you know you, you weren't afraid to do that. And inside I was like, oh my gosh, that was the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Probably every day. It Maybe it depends on the hour of the day too.
0: <laughs> when I got my two dogs, a lot of people, I was so excited I got two dogs and I'd be like, oh, I got two dogs. And they'd be like, you don't seem like a dog
1: person. They were surprised by that. And I was like, that kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> I
0: didn't think I wouldn't be a dog person. <laughs> like what, do you think I have no soul?
1: Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, I think probably they see me more as an outgoing person and, um, and I don't always see myself that way. So, yeah. It's endless. I don't know where to begin. Well, <laughs> then looks every level, yeah, because I think people prejudge, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like, th- just in ways of like the way your partner can view you, and I think that also has a tremendous impact on your mental health too. And like, when your partner sees you, you know, I think sometimes understands me more than I understand myself too. So,
0: sometimes the calls are coming from inside the house.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yep.
0: I think a lot of people see me differently. Um, I'm gay and I don't think I come across that way and it's nothing I try to do. Um, It's just that I don't think I'm recognizable that way. I get that too. Okay, (laughs) good deal. I've taken those um, business tests where you, you answer the questions as to how you perceive yourself, and then colleagues answer questions about how they perceive you. And it's always a little bit surprising. If people see
1: me differently, I don't see myself. It's actually, there is a whole thing about you never see yourself other than in the mirror. The way I see myself is the way you see me and I see in you a reflection of me. Maybe I don't even exist.
0: (laughs) I hope you do. I think you're amazing. (laughs) If only that could make me lose some weight, that would be even better. How we see ourselves as individuals and as a community is something I find myself thinking about whenever I'm scrolling through the latest photos from Wes Olson, a local budding talent who recently returned to sharing his work on Instagram under the handle West Seattle Streets. We talked recently about what led him down this path and how he's capturing our everyday history through his camera lens. How did you get started in photography?
1: Well, I've always liked to be creative and I've been creative most of my life. So if I'm not painting, I'm drawing. If I'm not drawing, I'm writing. And then in 2019, my daughter went to a class trip to Greece and we bought her a camera, a beginner Canon SL2. And she took it with her and she took fantastic photos with it and stuff like that. And so when she came home and showed us all the photos, I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Did some more research because that's what I like to do. So I went on YouTube and I was looking at photographers and stuff like that. And So I decided to take her Canon and go down to Alki and stuff like that. Just take photos and just see what I can do and mess around with apertures and colors and lights and shadows and whatnot and enjoyed it. So I bought myself the exact same camera and I used that for about a year. Mm-hmm. So I started going down to the West Federal Junction, the farmer's market, taking lots of photos of people, not knowing what I was going to do exactly with it. So I started like doing landscape stuff. Didn't really like that because I, I think mostly because most photos I saw on Instagram and uh, everyone was taking the same photos.
0: And I was mm-hmm. kind of like, well, that, that kind of sucks. Here's the space needle and here's Elliot Bay. And <laughs> here's, I saw a whale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I thought maybe portrait photography. And mm-hmm. as I started kind of getting into that, mostly with my wonderful wife as my object of mm-hmm. affection in my photos, mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't super great at that either. And it was kind of getting frustrating. So I started mm-hmm. doing more research, like what types of photography there are, because I like abstract things. I like colors. I like moods. I like candid randomness. I don't, mm-hmm. sometimes I think a lot of things feel too set up. Mm-hmm. And although that's not always bad for me you know, it, it just didn't feel right. I wanted right. I wanted a a mood. So, anyways, I saw street photography, and I started watching a lot of street photographer videos and a lot of people that were doing great stuff on Instagram. And so, I decided to start doing that. And I thought, well, you know, I don't see anyone in West Seattle really capturing what's going on, the people in West Seattle. Yeah. So I thought I'd just start doing that. So I started going down to Alki and taking photos of people on skateboards and walking around and I started taking pictures of people down in the junction Mm -hmm. and at the farmer's market, especially because we have a great farmer's market. Shout out to the farmer's market. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, it just, I just waited around and just took pictures of people and people with dogs and people with kids. And back in 2019, when a lot more things were open, people seemed a lot freer, of course. And uh, I don't think we knew how free we were. And, yeah, but it, there was, it was a much different vibe than there is now, though it's coming back. But yeah, so I really started to enjoy that a lot more. And then I was traveling to California, I was traveling to Boston, I was traveling mm-hmm. to places, and I'd go hang out in the streets
0: and take and some street photos. That's interesting uh, that you discovered this style of photography in part of your research. Were there any other photographers or artists that sort of influenced you specifically into this direction?
1: Yeah, I mean, we could, I mean, there's a lot of street photographers that are, are very famous and well-known, but I guess in particular, I don't know. I just like look around on YouTube and, and find some, and find some great guys. There's a guy named Frederic Trotten and he's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Valerie Jardin, she's pretty good. And then like, I, I started looking at street photography magazine, which there's an actual magazine about street photography. No way. <laughs> yeah. And, and they do a podcast too, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah.
1: And and just, you know, learning from people and kind of how they go out and how they vibe with others and take photos. So, yeah. So, you know, and then at first you, you start copying and because you like what they're doing and you kind of want to get those shots. But then you kind of start finding your own voice as you're copying mm-hmm. and what you like. And, the you know, do you like warmer colors? Do you like, you know, more contrast? And then you start figuring out those things. And I don't think I found exactly what my photos are going to be yet, but I think that's part of the awesome process of doing something creative.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You, you got to get in there and do it to to find out what works and what works for you. Those are two entirely different things. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Are there some elements of your style that you would say like, Oh, I, I definitely love these kinds of things or I avoid those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. I love, candid photos i like people being people Mm -hmm. um and i i I like kind of waiting sometimes for there's a moment there's there's things that we're doing that are oftentimes just very npc Mm non-person characters right where it's just mundane and and sometimes those are interesting but if you wait a little bit longer you can often find something else happening within a picture or something that starts clicking you start to see like i posted this morning a guy wearing sunglasses and at the time, I, I wasn't thinking about it. But after I took it, I realized that there's a poster behind them of a woman wearing sunglasses. Hmm. And there's kind of a synchronicity with that. As you look at it, you see uh, a real person and someone that's real. But it's a picture of a real person, both wearing mm-hmm. sunglasses. And then you start thinking about that and, and looking for those kind of things and looking for geometry and looking for you know, sunlight and shadows and looking for interesting people. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing I like the most. Uh, I mean, I can take pictures of I guess animals and buildings, but people are <laughs> people are
0: awesome. They're yeah. they're full of expressions. That's what I that's what I'm looking for. And that is your process. Maybe you go to a particular spot and you're not just like snapping photos of everything. What are you looking for? Where do you find inspiration? It's funny cuz
1: before I took up photography, I would look down a lot as I'm walking oftentimes maybe you're thinking about something else you're looking down and now i find myself looking up and looking around and uh, looking at people's faces Mm -hmm. and you know and so you just kind of get a feel sometimes you know you can go down to the like farmer's market we'll take that as an example Mm -hmm. and you look at people and you can kind of get a vibe you can see if people really want their photo taken today or not Mm -hmm. uh you can tell that some people dressed up real nice and so maybe they do want their photos taken. <laughs> uh, when Derek, when DJ Moon was down there, he would create a great atmosphere while he was playing during yeah. the farmer's market. And people seemed happier and more inclined to have their photos taken. People mm-hmm. with dogs. I try to stay away from people with kids unless I kind of yeah. get a feeling like they're cool with that. Just because, just being polite. Uh, right. When I go down to Alki, lots of people are on exhibition there. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I try to stay away from the beach thing. I'm, I'm not uh-huh. trying to be creepy guy. I'm not trying to get pictures of girls in bikinis. I'm not, yeah. I'm, but I like the bike path because people are skateboarding. Yeah. People are, and that's, uh, that's to me is cool. And there's more of a, there's a different vibe there than down on the beach. Yeah. So I'm just, I keep my head on a swivel and just kind of look around to kind of get the feeling of what's going on.
0: How cool. I can definitely relate to the way that you described how you just walk around the neighborhood now. Since I started this podcast, you know, and and the idea was, you know, I want to be more connected with my neighborhood and specifically yeah. with the people in it. And the way that I walk through the junction now is, is very different mm-hmm. <laughs> than the way that I used to before or any part of, of West Seattle so you got on my radar through your amazing Instagram feed, West Seattle streets. Tell yes. me why you started that.
1: I've been a long time West Seattleite, mm-hmm. fourth generation. I grew up in the house that my dad grew up in. Oh wow! Um, I live in the house that my wife grew up in, mm-hmm. and we're only two blocks away from each other. And <laughs> went to all the local schools around here, and uh-huh. and so I know West Seattle pretty well, and I remember my wife and I will often sit and talk about, you know, oh, do you remember when this place was there? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And how many times has that has changed? And (laughs) and so we'll, we'll reminisce about those things. And there was a a moment maybe in the mid 20 teens where I just, I, I didn't like West Seattle. I didn't, it, Mm. it started to get really full and packed and and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you started to get in that, especially if you lived there all your life, you started getting that, like, oh, you know, all these people migrating to my little small town and, mm. and, it, and it started to frustrate me and bike paths and oh, back paths are taking away all the, and I started getting really grumpy about living here. And I mm. think t- starting to take photos of the people around me and what's going on began to help me realize that this is still a very, very special place. And, Mm. you know, people are people and change is change and it's always going to happen. You can't really stop it. And so you might as well just enjoy it. You know, you might as well love the bomb. And, (laughs) uh, and so I decided to, yeah, just start appreciating it more and more and, and looking at it for what it is right now. Because Mm -hmm. like, if you open up the book, the West side story, Oh uh, yeah, I love that book. Mm -hmm. And when you look (laughs) through it, you know, you see how things used to be Mm -hmm. and that's cool. And, it, and if you've lived here all your life, it's very nostalgic. And I'm kind of hoping that at one point in time, my photos can be looked upon by people and they go, oh, yeah, or I remember that, or maybe they'll see a friend in, in one of the photos and, go, oh, mm-hmm. and there'll be a, a, a different connection with the photo. Right mm-hmm. now they're very present and that's cool too. Yeah. But I'm also archiving history. I'm also, you know, taking photos of history of a place that I do really, really love. And the people that I really love around me. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me has become uh, really important. And so mm-hmm. posting that on Instagram. Everyone's going to look at these things differently. I look at it because I like i like the way the guy looked. Other people might look at it and go, eh. Or they might really enjoy the same thing as I do, but you know, I, I'm really, I really started it because I, I wanted to share what's happening right
0: now through mm-hmm. my lens. You started it a year or two ago. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing it, and then it went away for a while, and then you kind of recently are back. What what happened there?
1: Well, I, I got tired of posting on Instagram because Instagram uh-huh. kind of has turned into less, and maybe it's never been about photography or or uh, that kind of thing. And it's more about personality. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you start getting discouraged because you fall into that trap of being liked or being appreciated or whatever it is. And uh, sometimes you need to take a little fast and reset from that. Instagram also changed their terms and uh, became very, uh, we're in your phone and we know Mm -hmm. all about you. Some people are Uh, cool with that. I wasn't so another thing that helped is when I got a new phone, I kept my old phone and Instagram's on my old phone and it's only hooked up to Wi-Fi and it doesn't have any contact information and stuff. So it's kind of a dummy.
0: Gotcha. So that helps a lot too. I'm surprised to hear that you actually haven't been taking photos for very long because your photos have a real vintage quality to them. It's funny that you mentioned that you're capturing history because when I look at a lot of your photos, it feels like this is from another time, but but it's not, apparently.
1: Thank you for saying that. And, and and I don't know. I've thought a lot about that. I try to do as much stuff in camera. There's a tad bit of post-processing because I do like a vintage look as well. But I try to do most of my stuff inside my camera. And uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's just because I've lived here my whole life. And so I think about West Seattle then and now. I think mm-hmm. about, I don't know. I don't know. I. That's a That's a great question. And I guess I haven't really thought that one through very much. But I appreciate that. Cause I do want people to feel nostalgic when they look at it and appreciate it and enjoy where they live. Or if they've Mm -hmm. visited here, enjoy that they visited a cool little small town.
0: So you've seen a lot of change take place in West Seattle, as you mentioned, what's your take on where things are now and where things are headed for West Seattle.
1: So prior to the pandemic, I've, I was really, really starting to enjoy the vibrancy of West Seattle during the pandemic. I really, really enjoyed the camaraderie of neighbors Mm -hmm. coming together in West Seattle to keep businesses alive. I was here when, when the junction was kind of a ghost town, Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses left, a lot of them struggled. And now it's, it's still flourishing. I know there's struggles and stuff like that. And, but you know, the fact that neighbors will go out of their way to do takeout at restaurants, or I appreciate that some of the businesses have become very creative And how they're staying Mm -hmm. alive and trying to draw more people in. Yeah. Alika Love's got a cool little speakeasy in the back. Lady J has their uh, meat market and their Mm -hmm. bottled drinks and stuff. Yeah. You know, so a lot of them started becoming super creative and uh, appreciate that. And uh, it wasn't there when I think it might have been like in the early 90s when things were really hurting down in the junction. But I like to see that. And now that things are coming back, I hope that we're closer. I think there's a lot of things in this uh, world and country in particular that want to divide us Mm -hmm. and uh, make us pick teams. And I'd rather see us be more united and just, you know, being neighborly, really being neighborly loving your neighbor. So that's what I hope to see.
0: I totally agree with you about the creativity and ingenuity that we saw in the neighborhood, but also so many people coming together, whether it was, Mm -hmm. you know, the people on your street or the whole peninsula, and especially with the bridge going out too, you just felt like, okay, we're all in this together. (laughs) So what are we going to do about it? And it seems like people here really, you know, just rallied around the cause of of each Mm -hmm. other and of community. I love that.
1: Well, I think the West Seattle Junction Association, and shout out to them, I think they've done a great job creating that.
0: Yes. And
1: and they know that things aren't like normal right now, but man, they're yeah. trying so hard to reconnect us all. And I, I do appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And that they is one person, really, Laura Radford. Yes. She yeah. is like the rock star yeah, of, she, is. she of the is. junction.
1: Isn't that cool that there's people like that? Like even this podcast, I think, brings people together, Keith. So, and I've listened to quite a few of them and I've, I've enjoyed every single one of them. They're not like a bad podcast.
0: Awesome. And there's things
1: that I've even learned. I'm like, I've lived here all my life. How come I don't know this?
0: Excellent. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. It's definitely been a learning process for me. You know, I had no idea what I was doing when I set out to, to make this. And I, I had some help at first, but then that went away. And so, mm-hmm. I'm just still learning every day, which for me is good. You know, like, if I'm not learning or being challenged, then I get bored and lose interest. But there's plenty more <laughs> to keep me challenged and interested in the world of That's podcasting. Right. That's right. <laughs> what would you say is the best place in West Seattle to take a photo?
1: Actually, there's several. I do enjoy Schmidt's Park, just because mm-hmm. the filtered light and the shadows... Alki, just because I mean, there's where else you're gonna get that cool beach vibe in the city, mm-hmm. and uh, beach vibes are kind of cool. The Junction, when especially when it's busy, you know, just the the hustle and bustle of people, which is why I like the Farmers Market because everyone's kind of in the street as well. Yeah, you know, with the vendors, and that's always awesome. So there's several places, you know. And there's even you know down down aisleways, And for me, it's
0: wherever there's great light and people and stuff like that. Gray days
1: are very hard
0: uh, to shoot. Good thing we don't have any of those here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Isn't that awesome?
1: Thanks, global warming. So uh, no, but then, you know, you just focus on the people and you're not worried about the lighting.
0: You mentioned that during the pandemic, shooting photos of of people was different. And that's kind of also when your Instagram, I believe, you know, took a hiatus. And was it you noticing a different attitude? about people and, and being photographed that sort of motivate you to go back to posting on Instagram and sharing these photos? I
1: think there's a few things. One is that masks cover up a lot of the expression of people. Mm-hmm. And although I, I think I took some pretty good photos of people wearing masks, I miss the full face of people. I miss seeing their, their smiles, mm. their expressions in fullness. And when right. you wear a mask, it's, it's muting three quarters of, of your face. And right? <laughs> so that was a little hard during winter is always hard. Like, like I discussed with the grayness and everything. And then I don't know, I think people were more protective of themselves during the pandemic as well. I would often go down and take photos in the junction and the vibe was just people felt more isolated. They felt more protective of themselves because of the situations that were going on. And, that, and that's kind of what yeah. I mean by reading reading the situations, mm-hmm. not trying to be intrusive. I, I want to be a good neighbor, even with taking yeah. my photos. Like right. with street photography, sometimes you want to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to be seen because you're trying to catch candid moments. Right. But at the same time, if, if I'm trying to do something for the community, upsetting people is not going to help that.
0: Do you have uh, any memorable moments or favorite images from West Seattle with great stories behind them? Oh, I don't know. There's
1: just cool moments where when you when you take a photo of, say, there's a woman in in a fur coat that's on my Instagram right now, and when I took that photo, there was when I saw her, I was like, well, this this is a woman out of time. She had uh-huh. a, a fur hat and a fur coat, and she looked like she was in the 20s. The Easy Street sign was right behind her. I was like, oh, it's a moment where you're kind of like, I'm glad I was here right now. Uh-huh. And uh, I took that photo, and it just it felt. It felt like from a different time, and I, mm-hmm. I like that. But there's another time where it was just uh, turned the corner, and there was a, a woman sitting in fishnet stockings and and some black boots, and uh, and I thought, well, this is. I didn't want like a full picture of her, but I like the way that with the background and everything and her legs, I was like, oh, that's a that's kind of a cool cool edgy photo. And so I took that. But no, it's just it's just mostly smiling at people. I appreciate it when people see me taking photos and they smile, just because they you know I'm not trying to be intrusive. Right And and hopefully they, they get my vibe that my intent is not to be, you know, some creeper with a camera that's following <laughs> people around.
0: Yeah. I don't get that from your photos. You are capturing people in candid moments, but it's, I don't get a creepy vibe. We wouldn't be talking if I thought you were a <laughs> creeper.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. I've, I've had a woman yell at me, taking photos. She said that I shouldn't be taking photos of people. And I just, I asked her, you know, instead of yelling at me from across the street, I said, Hey, you just, you want to come talk to me about it? You know, because I'm, I'm willing to talk to people about it. And and, Mm because if they're feeling uncomfortable, I want them to a know that if they didn't want their photo taken and I took it, I have no problem deleting it and B that, you know, as a street photography in public is perfectly legal. You know, I'm not using it for commercial purposes. I'm not selling anything. And it's my right to, to take photos of, you know, if I was on my phone taking photos, Mm. I'm not sure how she would have reacted, but with a camera, people react differently with the phone. I think people react differently, but that's just part of reading the mood. Right. Um, Yeah. So I think people react better with a camera than they do with the phone Mm because a camera, they don't feel like this is instantly going somewhere. Right, But with a camera, they feel like, you know, this is someone who's taking this seriously or this might be a serious photographer or Mm -hmm. so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, it legitimizes you a little bit rather than just like, oh, I see something that I can't wait to post on TikTok or whatever. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. After capturing all these moments around West Seattle, your neighborhood, how would you describe the story of West Seattle?
1: The little town that could, (laughs) you know, when I was growing up, it was very blue collar, a lot of longshoremen. You know, it is middle income and stuff like that. Boeing people. You know, Mm -hmm. my mom was a Boeing employee. My dad owned his own business. My wife's a longshoreman. Her dad was a longshoreman. So I think, you know, it was very blue collar. And as time has changed, you can say it's for better or for worse. You know, we have big companies, corporations in Seattle now because the city has grown. And West Mm -hmm. Seattle is a fantastic suburb. Well, prior to the bridge being out, right, it uh, was close to mm-hmm. downtown and close to two interstates. Yeah. So it, it changed because of that, too. But I think it also has held on to that small town feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the people in, in West Seattle have a lot to do with that. Because I think you move here because you want a small town life. But the West Seattle Junction, you, know, you have your own little downtown. So you don't really need to go downtown. I hope people saw that, too, during the pandemic. I don't really yeah.
0: need to go all over the place for things because I got it all right here. Well, I think because of the bridge, a lot of people are, are re- recalibrating Stuff. their <laughs> needs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any goals or end game for you know your Instagram, West Seattle streets or photography in general?
1: I always like experimenting. I'll probably maybe start doing maybe portraits. I was thinking about doing a series on street portraits. So if anyone's listening, if I walk (laughs) up to you at the farmer's market down at Alki and just ask to take your uh, photograph, it's just for Mm -hmm. a street portraits project that I was thinking about doing. I don't know. I guess long, 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 long term is that, you know, one day that I might be able to publish a a history of West Seattle through the photos. Mm -hmm. And uh, during this time, you know, just thinking about how it's changed so much. Yeah. just in 20 years so in 20 years what was it going to look like then
0: <laughs> and,
1: and so being able to capture that and then just yeah just continue to to get better and better and and more involved in the community i think would be awesome too so if someone needs something for photos be able to provide that to help them out
0: So, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Stay up to date with the street photography of Wes Olson on Instagram through his handle West Seattle Streets and check out more of his work at WesOlsonPhotography.com. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and share. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.